welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 54. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen, from writing those reviews to leaving those customer ratings, those help other listeners find us, and we greatly appreciate those. Now, before we get on to today's show, we are going to have, later on in today's show, we're going to be joined by Kathy from KP Ear Gear, and her shop features, of course, an array of custom Mickey ears. And what has Kathy done for our listeners, Chris? She's did something really awesome. She has given our listeners, you, a special code, DISLOVE15, to save 15% off your next order. So make sure to go to her website, KP Ear Gear, and use the code love 15 to save 15%. And before we get into today's show topic, what is the milestone for this show, Chris? This is our two-year anniversary of podcasting. Yeah, so we have reached that big milestone. I think I was excited when we reached one year. How about you? Oh, I, uh, this is wonderful. I think I love doing the podcast and it's awesome to have it be in our second year. It's really an accomplishment. So we, and of course, we couldn't be here without all of you, our listeners and our great guests that we've had over the years. So we appreciate everybody who's been with us on this journey. If you are a person who creates products or offers any of those services, reach out to us. We'd love to have you a part of this, actually moving into our third year of podcasting. So please reach out to us. We'd appreciate that. You know, this kind of started on a whim and I've just been excited to see it grow. I don't even know when I asked Chris to do this, if you thought it would last this long. I did think you would last You did think so? Well, that's good. I'm glad he has that confidence. And hopefully all of you will continue to support us in the coming year. And we'll just hope to continue to grow and offer new things. We have some ideas of some exciting things we want to do for the coming year. So we look forward to that. And then, of course, maybe even start. Now we've been around long enough. I think we could be able to bring back some of our past guests. It might be nice to see where some of the earlier guests are, how their shops have changed and grown and look. Looking forward to kind of regrouping with people that we've had early on. I think that would be nice as well. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, of course, for our regular episode, we're going to, this is a big milestone. We'll have some posts on Instagram and different things to celebrate that two-year anniversary. But we did just do a special episode back on episode 50 for reaching that milestone. So if you want to go back and listen to that, we talked about some of our favorites at the parks. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. But we are excited to talk about today's topic, or at least I am. Chris doesn't know a lot of what I put together for today. No, I do not. (laughs) But we're going to talk about movie-inspired rides. Now, I put some parameters on this. Number one, it's not rides that inspired movies. So, for instance, like Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride was in existence before the movie, so I didn't count that. I also, it's not rides that are just about characters, so I put a little bit of rules on it. Like they have to be based on a film and not just like a character. So 
We're going to go through each of the parks. I have it broken down by park, and we're going to talk about this. And hopefully, if you're a movie fan of some of these different movies, can go and enjoy. And I don't know, I'm biased. I tend to start with Epcot, as Chris knows, and I think all of you have learned by now. Epcot is my favorite part. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> so, of course, we are excited. There's some new rides that will be coming in the next year or so. We have Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Those will be coming in the next year, well, year and two years from now. This is in September. Well, October of 2020. But right now we do have some great movie inspired rides that are already at the parks. Now, the first one is, I wouldn't say it's super exciting, but I love where it's at and the ambiance and all the other things that go into this pavilion. And that's the seas with Nemo and friends. And what happened in that building? I don't know what happened. We had our wedding reception. We did? Yeah. Oh. Up in the up in the Living Seas. Lounge. Oh, I, yeah. well, I guess you're right. <laughs> so, of course, we weren't in the ride. But the Seas with Nemo and Friends, you have that inside look into the large aquarium. Get to see the fish. You get to end up at where you can interact with and see the large aquarium tanks and things. So it's kind of, to me, I think of this ride as more of a means to get to all of the extra things. But I know I have some friends and family members that really love Nemo. And there is some cute stuff. I love how they are able to retool and reuse some of the things that have already existed in the park. And that's a great example of what they've been able to do with the seas with Nemo and friends. And and now, so that's in Future World, and of course, we'll have that Guardians of the Galaxy ride in the next few years. But as we move to the World Showcase, I think there's one of Chris's favorite rides that might be. Well, I oh. would think it's one of his favorites. Oh, the Frozen ride. Yeah, so Frozen Ever After is in Norway, of course, and we were, in fact, there the last weekend that Maelstrom was was operating. We were there for a Disney bride and groom get together. And we got to ride that. And people were very, I think, apprehensive about what Frozen Ever After would mean and how that would change the pavilion. But I enjoy it. I think, what do you think about that? It's a bit, you're more of a Frozen guy. What do you think about the Frozen Ever After? Oh, it's awesome. I love it. Now we did, of course, right now we know all of these events are paused, but we did do the Frozen Ever After the dessert party that they have. And that was kind of cool because we got to see Epcot Forever and they had desserts and snacks and all of that sort of thing. And as part of that, what was kind of the neat thing that we got to do at the end of that? Oh, yeah, we got to see the fireworks show. Yes, but at the end, what did they do? We got to ride the ride. Yes, so that's one of the nice things is that after the park closes and after the fireworks show and everything, they escort everyone from the dessert party over and you get to get that special ride of Frozen Ever After all by yourself. And it was cool because when we get off, we were the only ones in the pavilion and we got to walk out and the park's empty. So that's a really cool experience. And of course, there is still one more ride that's in the World Showcase that's also inspired by a movie, and that's Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros. And I think that's been a fun update with Donald Duck. It takes a ride that was quite old, and it adds a little bit of new things to it. And 
I think it's just a fun addition. I know there's some things that we don't like to have characters just thrown on top, but I think this was a good job that they did. What is your thought with the Three Caballeros? It's not bad, but I think it's just time for them to incorporate Coco. Oh, yeah. Coco would be great. Yeah. I mean, I like the movie was a good movie. And, you know, the Three Caballeros, they don't really have a, much of a place in the in, in Disney other than the ride. And I think Coco would be an awesome addition. Yeah. And I think maybe that we could see something like that coming down the pipeline because they have some of those Coco displays at the front of the Mexico Pavilion as you're going in. So hopefully, I know there's been rumors that circulate from time to time about having a Coco ride. And that would be a really great addition. I do agree with you, Chris. That would be great. Now, as we move from Epcot over to Magic Kingdom, there is a few more, a uh, few extra things over there. The first that I want to talk about is Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which this is, of course, a transplant from Disney's California Adventure. So we had, in fact, ridden it in California before it made its migration over to Florida. And I think it's a fun ride if you love Little Mermaid, the music. I especially like the Under the Sea room where all of the fish are singing and dancing with Ariel. I think it's a fun ride for people of all ages. You're not too far from the meet and greet. So it's just kind of a really immersive thing. I like walking up to the ride. It's got a cool just look and feel. And what is what do you think about? Oh, the I, little it's, it's fun. I mean, the music's really good. They do a good job. at it. I think the, the colors are so bright. And then the way they use projection is pretty cool. Yeah, so that's a great ride. And I think it's Reminds me more of a classic Disney ride when you think of like the old Fantasyland rides and different things like that. Now, there's two rides that I'm going to kind of lump together because they're just similar in style. They don't have a lot about the movie on them, but I think they are good represent. I mean, they are based on the movies. We first have the Magic Carpets of Aladdin in Adventureland, and then you have Dumbo the Flying Elephant, which is towards the back of the park. And I don't think you've ever ridden. Aladdin, the magic carpet ride. Have you? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I've done that with friends. And that's just your classic up and down. You're riding the carpet. It's not something that sticks out a lot, but it's kind of fun just to see it and ride it. If you have small kids or somebody who's an Aladdin fan, it's cool to see the they have the camels out that like spit the water on people. I'm betting that kind of stuff is shut off right now. What do I you would think? think yeah, so, I. So they used to have camels that spit water on people. Um, maybe one day they will again. And then, of course, Dumbo. It's nice that they now have two of these. They also have like the waiting area for kids. They use that space a lot when we were at. Is it the Christmas? I think the Christmas party. Isn't that where you met Scrooge? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Back by Dumbo. And we've done this like after hours at the after hours parties and stuff. It's just kind of a fun ride to do. I think I have when I was little, I wanted to ride it. And that was back when there was only one and the lines were always super long. And the one trip, I don't know, I was I can't remember if it was my first trip or my second trip. I wanted to ride it. and I didn't get to ride it. So years later, when we went back, that was something like even though I was like middle school age, I wanted to go ride Dumbo because I didn't get to do it on my last trip when I was a kid. And I think rounding out the the movie-inspired rides at Magic Kingdom, I would consider as one of the ones that we enjoy. We like competitive rides. I would oh, think yes. that I would think that's a fair statement. And this one is one that we enjoy a lot. 
uh, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, so Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is over in Tomorrowland, and I really think they could they could update the guns on that, like the the laser guns. Yeah. I think they could update the technology on that, but it's still fun. Crystal usually beats me. Yeah, but you know what? You're you're very good. You're very competitive. Yes, I'm competitive, but sometimes I just don't do as well. I've scored under 100,000 on that, but then I've done better. There's been a few times, a few times. I think like at after hours parties, I might have beat Chris. But that's a, that's a precursor to one that at Hollywood Studios we enjoy as well. So when we move over to Hollywood Studios, there's some that are very movie intensive, but we don't really do them as much. The first, I guess, is kind of a cheater because it's more of a TV show, but they have Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I'm not a drop ride person. Oh, no, not at all. I like the theming there. I used to ride it a lot when I was younger, but I like roller coasters. I like to be flipped up and down. I just don't like that sudden drop feeling. That's not for me. So I don't do Tower of Terror, and you've done it a few times, but you you don't seem once. to be a big fan. Like yeah, it's not, it's not our thing, but it really is cool. I like the first part of the ride, seeing the, t- the Twilight Zone stuff. Now, also at this park is, I think, our second favorite in terms of competitive rides, and that's Toy Story Mania. Oh, yeah, I beat you badly. <laughs> yeah, the one time... Um, Long time ago, um, Diz Boards had a party that was a ticketed event that you got to ride Toy Story Mania as many times as you wanted, and they had food and stuff there. And that was the time, I think the only time I've beat you on that ride. Maybe in California. I might have beat you in California. Yeah, you beat me before. But, but not very often. Like nine times out of ten. Yes. And... I will say, though, that was I really enjoyed when we got to go to that party because you just got to ride it over and over, which was awesome. Now, there's been some new additions, of course, to Toy Story Land. And now we have aliens swirling saucers, which that was fun. We did that this time. It was really hot when we were there in March and did it. But the swirling saucers. Oh, yes. That was fun. And Chris hasn't gotten to do this, but the Slinky Dog Dash, I think you would really like this coaster. It's a fun, like, easy coaster. I did it with my friend when I was there the year before, but our fast passes didn't work out this time for us to be able to do it. And I think you would like the Slinky Dog Dash. That one's a fun ride. Hopefully next time we go, he'll get to do that. Now, the next couple are... I'm sorry. I know we have some Star Wars fans that listen, but Star Wars just isn't our thing. It is not. I know. <laughs> but I appreciate the the fandom associated with it. You, of course, have the um, the older Star Tours adventure continues. I've done that many times. It's an okay ride. I like now that there's multiple storylines that you can get. I think, though, it's just so funny how like simulators were supposed to be the next big thing, and now it's kind of went to the wayside but you have star tours and then the next two we haven't done them um i've heard amazing things but of course millennium falcon smugglers run and star wars rise of the resistance i think rise of the resistance i just want to do even just to see the technology and all of that and it's been fun seeing what people share and their experiences especially the diehard star wars fans like this is like being immersed so i'm a wizard of i love disney but i would think my diehard thing would be wizard of oz 
I think Chris would probably agree. So if there was a Wizard of Oz immersive ride, I know there was years ago a Wizard of Oz park the carolines but if there is a wizard of oz ride i would feel the same way about that as the star wars fans i used to love the part of the great movie ride that had that so anyways totally understand it we just haven't even gotten to experience that ourselves so love to hear from some of you of what your experiences are and now we're down to just one park so our last park that we're going to talk about the movie inspired rides is animal kingdom and of course Really, I didn't count shows, so that left out Lion King and that left out Nemo, the Finding Nemo musical. So that really just left us with in the world of Pandora. So we have Avatar, Flight of Passage, and Navi River Journey. Now, I think most people would say they're not, most people are not Avatar fans. Yeah, I've never heard anybody say I just love Avatar. I love Avatar. I mean, it was a cool movie and it made <laughs> yeah. a lot of money, but then nobody talks about it. There's no really cultural references to Avatar. Correct. So, but what did you, what's your thought? Uh, we've written Av- The Flight of Passage quite a few times. I think that's just a- I just hate the pre-show. Like it- <laughs> Yeah. We- I wish there's a way to go. I've been here enough. Like, just get me. I'd rather hear silence than well, the pre-show. Well, here's the good news. Right now, a lot of the rides are not doing pre-shows. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, I think, too- we were there when we were on our last trip. We did after hours at Animal Kingdom. We went through the whole pre-show, and our pod or whatever broke. Oh yeah! So we had to go back and redo the pre-show. They didn't let us just walk through. Our whole group had to go listen to the entire pre-show again before we got to ride it, and that was a bummer because there was no line. We had walked right on because it was after hours. And then we probably spent 25 minutes in the pre-show. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> he even forgot about that. and that I, I remember that. Yeah. So that might be why he's a little bit sore about the pre-shows. But I think that's a really awesome ride. I've never experienced anything like it at any other park, anything. Navi River Journey. It's pretty. Has no story. It's kind of nice if you can do it. But I wouldn't pick that over Flight of Passage any day. I'd always pick Flight of Passage, I oh, think. Oh, yes. So that, are, that is the second and final ride at Animal Kingdom that falls under kind of my rules of a movie-inspired ride. So we're going to go ahead and move on and get our interview up with Kathy from KP Eargear. We would like to welcome Kathy from KP Eargear to the show today. She is a New Jersey transplant to Florida and lives really close to Walt Disney World. She not only has been an avid lover of all things Disney, but as she moved closer to the parks, her obsession with ears continued to grow. So she decided to start making them, and that's kind of where KP Eargear was born. So we are looking forward to having Kathy on the show today. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Now, of course, we always like to start off with an icebreaker question and just to get to know a little bit about what you enjoy at the parks. And we had been talking about the nighttime shows, which we're all missing. And another thing that we're missing this year are those after hours ticketed events like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, all of those sort of things. So, Kathy, do you have a favorite one of those events? 
Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And it's the one you mentioned, which is the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I'm so sad it's not happening this year, but, you know, it's understandable. Oh, for sure. But so much fun. It's just such a great event. The atmosphere is wonderful. You get to see the villains. You get to see yes. the parade is, like, the best parade in the song. Like, I'm hoping that they might even have the song playing oh, <laughs> during yes. the day. Oh, yeah, that would be like, nice, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's that's definitely, definitely my favorite. And I love, too, just seeing everybody in their costumes, and you get yeah. a ton of candy, too. Yes, you do. <laughs> Lots of candy. I, yeah, I was actually shocked at how much candy we left with. <laughs> yes, me too, me too. And it was good candy, too, which was nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, of course, we want to hear all about your business, and what are the products that you offer connected to Disney? So I um, make ears um, to be worn at the parks or at home. I know a lot of people just wear them out and about, especially these days. Yes. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yes, you know, wear them to the store, wherever you want to wear them. Um, so I do do um, custom. A lot of my business is custom requests, but I do have the website now um, that's, you know, www.kpeargear.com that does have some established designs. Um, but I'm almost, I'm always, you know, welcome any kind of custom requests. Um, and I just recently started to do what I term front and back ears. So, oh, cool. You know, they, you can have one or the other. Like I did a Star Wars that has C-3PO on one side and R2-D2 on the other. And, you know, so. Oh, very which, cool. I yeah, noticed, I'm hoping to expand that. I noticed, too, you have a lot of very awesome sequined ears yeah. as well, which is nice because I know that probably takes a lot more work. And it's it's nice yeah. to have those. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different designs for the sequins. A lot of the princesses. Um, I've also always also done some um, floral ears too, where yeah. I've just kind of put some different colors together to kind of represent, you know, the princesses or you know, really any character that anybody wants. For sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds on there. There's even fabric ones. There's you know, I've done um, hats. People have asked oh, for hats. Oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so I've done a few of those. And, you know, I'm really open to anything. It's almost like when somebody asks, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Sure. <laughs> so, well, I know we were looking so. at some of your ears, and Chris saw a unique design that he really liked. Yeah, the uh, Lady and the Tramp. I mean, it's just such a unique takeoff on the spaghetti. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it was super cute. And we're big dog people, so that, that grabbed oh, his attention. Yeah. Yeah, those are definitely one of my favorites and one of the more popular ones. Um, yeah. And so with that, please, Kathy, tell us what led you to start your business? Well, like you said in the intro, I've always loved Disney and we ended up moving down here finally after talking about it for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was something that I always loved was the ears. Like, I just loved collecting them. And um, my friend was really into crafting. And she said, why don't you make your own? And I thought, well, I could try. And sure. after watching YouTube videos <laughs> and, you know, whatever else, and just started to do it. And then, of course, it turned into, well, why not you sell them? Sure. And then it just took off from there. So how long have you had your business? Um, it started probably... I started making them in like around this time last year, but the business part of it didn't really start 
until probably October. So we're coming up on a year. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very and, excited. So we always like to find out, how do you think that your products can add Disney magic to our listeners' lives? Well, I think that people, you know, the people that love Disney, that really love Disney, will wear their ears anywhere. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Um even around the house. And I know that, you know, when you have a special character or something that you really love, you know, those are the, the things that you want to collect. And so, you know, I would be willing to make any set of ears anybody wants that would bring them happiness to wear either at the parks or, you know, out and about. Now, if I had a custom order that I wanted you to do, what is the turnaround time? Like, what? Sh- how far in advance should I get with you before I need them? It's a, it's at least two weeks. It's usually much quicker than that. Um, sure. But I, I usually say two weeks just in case there's, you know, some, um, you know, things that go on the ears that I might have to order or, right. you know, just gives us that um, little leeway. And I always have to ask, and Chris always laughs at me, but I have a big head, and <laughs> like literally, I have a big oh, head. <laughs> and the and the ears that Disney sells, the headband ears are tight on my head. So, are your headbands yeah. uh, uh, more? Are they more forgiving than the Disney? Yeah, one? <laughs> I I think so. I you know the ones I ordered. Um, the ones I have are, they have like a, um, almost like a suede on the inside oh, and nice. they're definitely very flexible. Okay, so, that's great. Um, yeah. And so they do, they stay on pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. And do, how are they for kids too? Are they pretty versatile in sizing? Yeah, I would say they are, um, unless it's like a really, really small child, sure. um, you know, then I would yeah. probably have to do more smaller ears, but, sure. um, you know, I have made them for a couple you know, children and, you know, there haven't been any complaints or anything as far as them not fitting. So now you've mentioned some of the different designs you've done, but do you have a personal favorite one that you like the best? Well, I'm a Belle fan, a Belle and Maleficent. (laughs) And, um, so I have to say that I did a set of, um, floral bell ears. They were the first set of flower ears I did. And that was like way in the beginning. Oh, um, yeah, so I really, you know, those are definitely my favorite, but I also really like the sequin ones, so, yeah. <laughs> so any Probably. sequin one I make for people, I'm like, you oh, like this them is all. really cute. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And that is hard to find the sequined ones, uh, except for, like, Disney will typically have them, but it's not as yeah. many of the small shops have them, so that's nice that you do offer those. Yeah, yeah. And those seem to be the most commented ones, too. You know, people seem to really be drawn to those also. And perfect. And with that, you mentioned the website, but where can people see your designs? I'd say the primary place would be Instagram, um, which is uh, it's at KP underscore ear gear. Um, That's where most of my designs are, um, because not all of them are on the website. Sure. so, you know, usually a lot of the custom orders, you know, I won't put on the site necessarily. So that's where I always post any of the ones that I do and are ready to send out. Um, so that would be the best place. Perfect. And I know yeah. you mentioned about having a promo code. Do you have one for us? 
I do. So any of the listeners, um, if you go to my website, you'll get 15% off of um, awesome. any set of ears or your order, really. Um, and in that, pro- and it'll be promo code um, DISLOVE15, which is D-I-S-L-O-V-E-15. Awesome. And that's 15% off. Perfect. Thank you very yes, much. Yes. And I You're will very make- welcome. I will make sure to put that as well as all of the links to your website and Instagram and everything in our show notes. So all of our listeners can go and check out all your awesome ears. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us for this episode. We appreciate you taking time to be on the show. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you again to Kathy for joining us today. And as a reminder, she has created a special code just for you to save 15% off your next order. Use the code DISLOVE15 to save 15% off your next order. Again, that code is DISLOVE15 to save 15%. Correct. And it's 1-5. Yes. DISLOVE15. All right. So we're, gonna, of course, going to move on to our two-minute trivia and wisdom from Walt Quote. So, Chris, you are up with the trivia. Okay. So we talked a lot about movie-inspired rides. Yes. And this is going to be a little easier. Okay. True or false, the Buzz Lightyear ride is at every park. Ooh, I think I've heard this before, but now I can't remember. I know it's, I think it's at Tokyo in Disneyland, but I don't think it's at Shanghai. So I'm going to say no. Well, according to our friends at WDW Magazine. Okay. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is one of the few Disney rides that has a version in every single Disney park worldwide. Wow. So if I ever get to do my bucket list of going to all the Disney parks, you and I have to ride that ride at each one. Sure. Here, I'm going to, let's do another, let's do a little overtime. Okay. So there are three rides that are in every park. Three rides. Three rides. Okay. Buzz Lightyear is one of them. What are the other two? I'm going to say Pirates. Okay. And, oh, darn. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know, Jungle Cruise or, or Space Mountain? Ooh, good pick. What was it? You're both wrong. Um, <laughs> it is, according to our friends, it's Haunted Mansion. Oh, yeah. And it's a small world. You see, that's a trick because I was thinking because in Japan there's like Mystic Manor instead of Haunted Mansion. But yes, okay, I can see that. All right. You got me on that one too. Now we, of course, are going to end with our Wisdom from Walt quote. I think just because we were talking about rides that were inspired by movies, I thought it was only fitting to use a quote about the movies themselves. I don't make pictures just to make money. I make money to make more pictures. And isn't that for sure? Walt did an amazing job of creating all these inspiring films that, of course, have inspired us to have our love for Disney, and then, of course, inspired the Imagineers to create all these great rides. And then the next set of animators and all of the things that they've created with that new generation of stories and things that we've all grown to love as well. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris.
This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.